Hello, and thanks for listening to this week's message from the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene, where we exist to help people take their next step in a transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope that as you listen, you are both encouraged and challenged as you take that next step in your walk with Christ. Any of you knew why the Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea? Could you tell me? There's no outlet to the ocean. Hey, I don't have any candy, man. I don't have anything to give you. The Dead Sea is the Dead Sea. Not because there's uh, tributaries flowing into it that has all sorts of toxic junk and it just makes it dead. The Dead Sea is the Dead Sea because it has no outlet. It has no outlet. So everything it receives, it's not able to then pour it back out. If you've ever been, if you've ever been to the Dead Sea, uh, I had the privilege of doing that. Um, man, it is, uh, it's quite an adventure. It's like 22 or 26% salt. So you really can't sink. Um, I know that seems weird, but obviously you know my history. But when I was in the Dead Sea, I couldn't swim. So I'm, I'm, I'm not being able to relax and so of course I flail around as soon as I get in the water because I don't trust anything with water at that point and guess what I do I get a mouthful of dead sea and I know they do mud on your face with dead sea it is not something you want to drink at all it's terrible but it has no outlet that's why it's dead and you know this month if there's 52 Sundays in a year We spend the majority, the vast majority of our time on Sunday mornings, the majority of Sundays, teaching, instructing, trying our best to feed the Word of God, right? Give you truth to think about, to interact, to to, to, uh, allow your mind to think about it. But so often what happens is, is we can become just... um, consumers right we take in but the faith was always meant to be took in and then outletted out and so that's why if you're new this month looks a little different all right traditionally somebody will stand up here and teach from a passage of scripture or a scriptural topic and walk through scriptures about a topic but this month on purpose we are just setting aside four Sundays to Help your mind and your heart to be enlarged. Your heart, your mind to be expanded. And what is it that I'm doing to take what Christ has given me and to outlet it, to serve the world around me? That's the nature of this faith. It was never meant to be received without then shared. Amen? Amen. And so that's why we're taking four Sundays to do this. I have to be very careful because then I want to preach, right? And like we have things set up today, so just relax. I'm going to be quick. Ben, Ben, Ben's like, I've heard that before. But I want to set this up this Sunday and next Sunday by taking you to a passage of Scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, as the Lord is, um, the Lord God himself is establishing Uh, the way that his people, the children of Israel, should live in this pivotal part of Scripture. 
This is where it's hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. That's when then Jesus comes along and says, hey, everything, it's boiled down to this. Well, it's in Deuteronomy that it's shared. This is the beginning. But listen to what the writer Moses continues to write here. He says, these commands that I have given you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Early on, with the people of God, God said one of the most important things you can do is to talk about me, my ways, to your kids. This isn't an adult thing only. And that a huge part of the people of God remaining the people of God in a world that's lost, broken, and dying is the people of God teach their children early who God is, what He's about, His ways, His will. Listen to what He continues to say. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them. Talk about what? The Scriptures. Talk about the scriptures when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. And so always primary to what churches have always understood as part of their role, should be their role, is to have vibrant ministries for kids. We're taking Deuteronomy chapter 6. We're realizing the scriptures are saying, listen, it's important that as early as possible, your kids' minds need to entertain who I am, what I'm about. They need to see me. They need to understand my grace, my love, my mercy, my ways. This is the way that makes sense in this world. This is the truth. This is how to navigate the world in front of you, your life in front of you. This is, this is the way to walk, to live. And so considerable resources in our church and in then almost every church I know of, uh, you know, especially in the Nazarene church, is, de- is dedicated to the ministry to kids. I would say even more in the current culture and climate that we live in, It is important that we understand this reality of teaching our kids, educating our kids. Never before has more information been available to your kids. Never before. They are now walking around at whatever age you tell them they can have a phone with a computer. Amen? The input into their minds has never been greater as far as information. Of all sorts. And what happens in their minds is, is, in our minds, is we can become so crowded with things, with stuff, with information, that the Word of God can become crowded out. Are you with me? And more so than ever, parents... It is your role that your kids understand the word of God. That your kids understand the story of God. That they understand the love of God. 
that they see the life of Jesus as they are now navigating more stuff than ever. Like what they need to understand most clearly is the story of God and his love for mankind and the truth of his word. And that's where the church comes alongside you as parents. Your role is to disciple your kids, primary. It's not the church's role, right? It's your role. But we come alongside you to reinforce, to be another voice in all those crowded messages and all that information that's just streaming everywhere. We're another voice that's saying, hey, remember who God is. Remember his love. Remember his plan. Remember his grace. Right? So on Sundays, we do that over and over and over. We come alongside you. But then also, we have tried to take more steps. And that's what today is about. Today's about our desire to, in the midst of a, a world with so many messages, that's lost, empty, that we can take as many opportunities as we can to share the life, the love, the gospel of Jesus Christ with kids. So that early they may understand truth. So early they may grab a hold of a God who loves them so much that he gave his only son for them. The God that is for them, not against them. A God that has mapped out a way to live and navigate life where they can experience tremendous blessing. Tremendous purpose. Tremendous meaning and significance. And so this church has has stepped out in an even greater way than bring your kids to us. We are now going to where your kids are at and the kids in our community with one goal, one goal, just to share the truth that is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? This is not an indoctrination. I know somebody looking on and be like, you're just trying to indoctrinate people. I believe the truth of God stands up to to everything this world can offer. It makes more sense than anything out there. I'm just desperately worried that there are high percentages of the kids in our communities that don't even know the truth. Present whatever you want and the gospel stands up against it. It makes sense. It's not like we're trying to indoctrinate and shelter and don't let them understand anything else because then they might want to. No, the gospel, man, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. I'm just afraid people aren't hearing it, knowing it, realizing the full impact of what it means. And that's why we're stepping out. And so one of the primary ways, especially in the few years that I've been here, a few years, six and a half years that I've been here, is it was laid on my heart um, couple years in that we should try to establish a preschool and so with the work of the board uh, we've established a preschool and so every day throughout the school year vibrant ministry is happening in this church it's not wasted space it's not just dead space we actually have set up a mechanism where we have created NAPNAS community preschool the words are intentional. It's our preschool, it's NAPNAS, but it's not just for our kids. 
This isn't a country club organization. It's not like a side perk. Like if you join the club, then your kids get, right? This is truly a community preschool. In fact, we're going to talk about that in a minute. How the, the percentage of kids that come to our preschool that are not from this church. That was the mission. That was the goal. And it is a preschool. It's not a daycare. Um, we're, not, um, we're not in the role of just providing daycare, which, trust me, I'm a parent. To say that phrase, just providing daycare, is, it sounds, that is a huge monumental task, isn't it? One I'm not signing up for. I'm not man enough. <laughs> but this is a preschool. There is intentionality. It's, a, it's an intentional environment with a purpose to get kids ready for kindergarten. But to do it in a way that they also hear the gospel. It is a ministry in our community in different ways. And, and so we've started this preschool. Um, you know, Krista was right there at the beginning helping us launching it. Um, of course, just like with everything else in the world, we get, get rolling and COVID hits, right? And so that made year two very unique. But we weathered that. And we came through that. And we kept right on going. At first it was like, we're going to try this. My, my thing with the, the board was like, do we even need one of these in our, in our community? Do we need another one? There seems to be other preschools. And they looked at me, you guys that have lived here your whole life, and say, yeah think it's a good idea I think it's a good ministry and you know what it has developed into a solid solid preschool that I believe only the best days are ahead but um as we've come through a couple years Krista feels her heart being turned to a different ministry and uh, she's going to share about that in a little bit or she'll be up front but we're like oh my goodness what are we going to do we've started this preschool Krista was kind of the, the rock of that the amazing story that's happened over the last few years is, has been um, Sarah Sonnenberg. And uh, <laughs> I'm only going to say that once, so no, I'm teasing. But Sarah and Scott started to honestly attend church, a lot of it through the in- influence of the preschool. Sarah then started to work in the preschool. And I know not only myself, but a number of people who have been involved with this have been amazed at how this has become her heart, her passion, her ministry. As God has, has, I would say, changed your life, your walk with the Lord, as you have uh, just experienced him in new ways, you've realized also that this is, this is what your calling is. And so Sarah is our lead teacher in the preschool. She's our director. And I want to just take a few moments to um, kind of share. I'm going to be done at 940, okay? So... You guys relax, five minutes. But um, just kind of share what we have going on. And I've, I've tried to set a baseline for that. But uh, Sarah, talk about like the four pillars, the four things that we strive to do as, as a preschool. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. As a preschool, we um, focus on the spiritual aspect of it. You know, that we have Bible units monthly monthly. Um, and then our core values, our classroom rules, are the fruits of the Spirit. So um, we definitely talk about those and get into those and make sure that the children understand the fruits of the Spirit. Um, the other one would be the academic side of it, you know, your ABCs, your numbers, and your colors. Um, we're just trying to get them prepared for kindergarten to make sure that they are academically ready to make that transition. 
Um, the other one would be the developmental, um, you know, the handwriting, the cutting, the gluing, um, learning your emotions, respecting teachers, respecting adults. Um, they're definitely going to need that when they get into big kids' school. And then the last one would be the social aspect of it, um, just interacting with one another, working together, learning how to make a plan, and just be together. And the developmental and the social kind of go hand in hand to get them prepared for school. Yeah. So again, what, what percentage of the kids through the years have actually been nap nazers? Well, I had to do some math with the help of my husband, and <laughs> thankfully he's an engineer, so he can do math like that. Um, last year, our Monday, Wednesday, Friday class, we had four out of 13 students that were nap nazers, so that's 31%. Um, our Tuesday, Thursday class, only three out of 11 were from nap naz, and that's 27%. So we have a good community base coming into our school. Um, yep. This year we have, for our Monday, Wednesday, Friday class, four out of 12, which is 33%, and then our Tuesday, Thursday is actually 50% of Nat Nazars. Okay. This year will be in my preschool. Awesome. Yeah. Again, we're trying to help you understand that we believe our role with the preschool is the community also. Um, we wanna come alongside uh, and not just provide some perk for the church, but we want to provide this for our community. Um, talk about uh, w when classes are, kind of the schedule, if people are wondering. Yeah, the structure of our classes, um, we have class on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that's for our pre-K class. Those are the students that will be eligible to start kindergarten that following school year. Um, and we have a morning session from 8.30 to 11.30. And then we also have an afternoon session from 12.30 to 3.30. Um, our Tuesday, Thursday class is for the kids that are just starting to get into preschool and there are three and four year olds and that's the same schedule Tuesday, Thursday, 8.30 to 11.30 and also 12.30 to 3.30. Awesome. Talk about um, your interactions or uh, your ability to get to know families. Has that, I know you've been amazing at that. Like, Well, I like to talk. I know some of you already know that. <laughs> so I like to just get to know families and seeing them here at church has been a lot of fun too, hearing stories from parents, um, especially past students, hearing things, the funny things that they say. I actually had a parent come up to me this morning and tell me a funny story. So yeah, it's just, it just melts my heart hearing. Some of you teachers know what that's like, right? You hear things at school that you're like, I'm pretty sure that they would be horrified. Uh, my kid's kindergarten teacher is in the is in the church, and my kids have told told stories on us. And I'm like, Jody, please. <laughs> it's fun, right? It's part of all of our lives. But I just want to again highlight the fact that this is a vibrant ministry, and the ask today for you is 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 to pray for our ministry, to make people aware of it. Um, this is our desire to go into our community. And um, we just want to make sure you realize it's happening. Sometimes people doesn't, don't even know what's going on. But through the school, your vibrant ministry is happening every school day in this facility. As they are taught about the Lord, as they are taught from a Christian biblical perspective, as they are loved on in a safe environment, and as they are uh, come alongside to develop socially, emotionally, 
and get them ready to go walk right into whatever school they're going to go into and feel comfortable already that I'm ready to go. But I also, I've also been taught a worldview that hopefully we can continue to grow on in their hearts and minds. Can I pray with you? Lord, um, I just ask that um, you would continue to bless our preschool. Thank you, Lord, for all the things that have happened with it over these four years. I just can even think about families and stories and kids already. And Lord, if you've told us to go and while we are going, this is something that we want to do. To be another, to be that voice of truth in a world where so many false messages are present. To come alongside parents and give them another way, another environment that their kids might think about the Lord, know the Lord, understand truth, and grow academically, socially, and emotionally. Thank you, Lord, for Sarah, for Laura, as their heart is to do this ministry. Bless our preschool this year and all that's said and done. And may it be just another outlet for us to do ministry in this community. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus and all God's people say, amen. Thank you, Sarah. Can I do a shout out for the t-shirts really quick? Yeah. Really quick, um, out in the entryway, I'm going to be, um, I got with Soaring Arts and Soaring Arts designed a t-shirt front for me for the preschool. So I'm going to be selling those as a fundraiser out in the entryway. So come see me after church and um, check out those t-shirts and get one ordered. Thank you. All right. Sarah Sonnenberg. Good job. You have my kid this year. I'm so pumped about that. Good luck. That'd be great. He's uh, very passionate about the things he's passionate about. So we've been working on the fruit of the spirit and uh, what it means to not only know those, but live those out. And uh, as adults, we see that sometimes we are still looking to uh, learn those things as well. But uh, thanks, Sarah, for your ministry and, and all that you do. See if I can do this. Okay. So just to... Just to jump on top of what, what Pastor Chip was already saying about just the need uh, in our community and the reality that we uh, ought to be living beyond our walls. And, and, I, and I love the, the last two weeks where we've talked, you know, Riley and Heather, and we shared about international missions and what that looks like. And, um, and today we're talking about, you know, our Jerusalem right, right here at home. It's the Acts 1-8 thing and, and, and beginning here and, and, um, and leaning into that. And so... Uh, having a chance to share about LifeWise Academy today and wanted to start, just back up a little bit, um, share a little bit of, of, of just the, the need, the why, where, we, where we're at. Uh, so we know, and if you talk to any teacher, uh, you'll, you'll see this. Students need the word because all-time highs among youth, anxiety, depression, suicide. Um, so many, we have the struggle for identity 
uh, right now in our culture, and, and everyone's trying to, to, to tell our students um, where their identity comes from and, and, and what it is, and we're, we're as a church saying, no, your identity is in Christ. Because if you believe the world, then in another five years, in another 10 years, in another whatever, your, your identity is always, you're always in an identity crisis, right? But when you're rooted in Christ, um, you know, you, you begin to, to live into purpose. Uh, all-time lows. The reality is biblical literacy, church attendance, and professions of faith. And, um, you know, what this, what this says to me is that we are in a desperate need in our culture. You know, n- so long are the days where we felt like we had to go to another country to share, some, to share the gospel with somebody that didn't know it. Our, our, our kids, they, they have no frame of reference for... Um, Noah and Moses and, and, and Jonah and, and, and all the stories of scripture and leading up to Christ. And so, um, LifeWise, enter LifeWise. Uh, LifeWise is a release time religious instruction option that allows us to share the gospel with kids during the school day. And so, a lot of my time um, during the week is, is um, spent, I serve as the director of our Napoleon location, but uh, Hopefully by, by the end of the school year, all, all four locations, uh, all four school districts in uh, Henry County will have uh, a LifeWise up and going as well as Tenora launching uh, this year and uh, Ayersville Defiance, a lot of others. So it's, it's a really cool thing. But what it is, is which we have an opportunity to share the gospel with kids during the school day. Um, off school property, privately funded with uh, parental consent. And so those are the qualifications of what it takes to start a release time. So it's not like we're going in the cafeteria, you know, during the day and, and doing it. It's a lot different. It's in a completely different lane than an after school program might be because we're able to meet children um, and students that maybe, maybe they don't have the, the privilege or ability to stay after school or, or for one reason or another. And so we're meeting them right where they are. In the in the um, in picking them up during the school day, and so kind of the the LifeWise pledge is we're unashamedly gospel centered. Um, we exist to share the gospel to make Christ known. Um, we do this and partner with with the schools, and, and we know we draw out character attributes uh, of of each of the stories of whether it's gratitude or enthusiasm or thankfulness or um, compassion. All of those um, it, we're we're teaching our our, our students that and. Uh, Number three, it's local church driven. And so this can only happen, you saw it was privately funded. Um, This can only happen if the faith community together, that ecumenical piece, um, we all collectively come together, we identify this need and we live it out. Um, And then with with LifeWise, all it is is it's a plug and play model for anyone to to do any any school district uh, around the nation to do. And so they, what LifeWise does is it equips you. It's, it's, It's something that is, is, Local church driven, so it's a kind of a ground up. There's no one coming into the community saying, "Hey, here's, you need to start a LifeWise," and, and we're not planting people. It's 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 the people living in their Jerusalem's wanting to see this for their for the students in their community, um, and and they they make it accessible. Uh, the hope is a thousand locations in the next few years, and so this thing is rapidly growing. It has this um, exponential kind of uh, piece to it, and then. Uh, we do things with excellence. We're called by Christ to, and we believe that as as believers, we represent the King, right? So it's it's our duty to do this with excellence, to do it well. Um, 
because we are ambassadors. And so before I invite up uh, Krista and Emily, our, our teachers right here in our community, um, I wanted to share this, this video with you, uh, just uh, how this impacted, uh, just an impact story on how this has uh, shaped one family's life. Check it out. So we got the flyer in the mail and I'd never heard of like a Bible-based program. And I just felt like it cannot hurt. Christian was brand new to even the word Bible. Christian was very interested in where church was and what it was. So Christian didn't grow up in church, but he's kind of always had this hunger. He was in LifeWise and he was coming home and telling me stories, so excited about it. It's his favorite part of the day. And he's like, I wanna go to church. And I'm like, oh, okay. And Mrs. Romer reached out to me and was like, hey, I just wanted to invite you and your family to church. This was around like September of 2021. And we went and we loved it. And so now we're regularly attending that church Sure enough, they end up coming to our church and God's doing some really cool things in their family, but then also uh, their son Christian, uh, he's having a big impact. I talked all about Jesus and how he paid the price for our sins and now we can, our relationship with God is restored because of his death on the cross. So, and that was kind of how I ended it. Well, I walk away and this boy named Christian um, brings over a small group leader and he wants to talk with me. He comes up to me and he's like, Mr. Mark, um, I just, I, you know, I heard what you talked about and I just want to make sure you know that Jesus rose again. Did you know that? Like three days later, he, he rose and he's alive. And I said, Christian, I was like, yes, I did know that. And I'm so excited that you know that. I mean, really, it's, it's changed the life of our whole family. We're going to church every Sunday. You know, Christian gave his life to God in his last day of life-wise. He needed somebody to pay for our sins, so he let it, God let it him live a long life, and then he had it to die because he had it to pay, um, he had it, somebody had it to die for our sins. You know, to think if I hadn't signed him up, I don't even know what our lives would look like. And like our story, it might not just be, you know, 20 minutes in a classroom. It might lead somebody to a church and change a whole household. Hi, everybody. I'm Emily Meyer, and I have the privilege to be one of the teachers here at LifeWise here in Napoleon. And it's so fun to see all of you here at NAFNAS because I don't regularly attend at NAFNAS. I attend at Crossroads here in Napoleon. So I want to start with getting your attention a little bit. So when, when you're sitting here, sometimes do you find your mind wandering? And you might think, oh, what are we having for lunch? Or, you know, students think that way too. And so in the classroom, we often ask the question, what part of the Bible is true? And this is a question that all of our students know the answer to. Mr. Bob, can you help me out? What part of the Bible is true? All of it. All of it. So let's see if you all can regroup. Let's get your attention back here. So what part of the Bible is true? Hey, that's fun. Their voices are a little deeper. <laughs> All right. So now that's a question that we ask them, but it's also something that they begin to 
grow and understand what that truly means. Is all of the Bible true? That's a question that they want to they wanna know and understand. And it's been so neat seeing God work in these students and seeing students choosing to trust that the Bible is true. That goes all the way back to the beginning of last school year. I had a student that she did not know who Jesus was. And um, on the bus ride back to school the first week that she attended, she asked, okay, so who is this Jesus? Like, I really, I just don't fully understand who he is. And we got to have a conversation, and I was super excited. I got to share the full gospel with her. Jesus died for you because he loves you, and he, he had to do it because we are sinners. But he didn't stay dead. He came back to life, and so we serve a living God. And she was super excited and, and believed it in that moment, but also still curious. So I was excited to follow up with her week number two, but class got canceled. I can't remember why it was canceled. I don't know if it was a two-hour delay or what it was, but we didn't get to have her that week, and I was super bummed. Well, following week, we go to pick up her class, and we had a new student enroll in her class, and that was purely because she had invited her friend to come to LifeWise. And we get on the bus, and she turns to me and she says, I remember that Jesus died for my sins and that he rose from the dead. I said, that's awesome. And her friend leans over and goes, I don't know what you guys learned. And she looks at me and she goes, I've got this. And turns to her friend and says, Jesus died on the cross for your sins because he loves you. And he rose from the dead. And he gave us the Bible so that we could get to know him. It was so amazing seeing not only a student be introduced to Jesus for the first time, but also seeing that student going on and sharing that with her friend. So... I could go on to share story after story about kids inviting their friends because they do enjoy coming to LifeWise. But I'll fast forward to the end of the school year. I had a third grader. This is another example of how LifeWise is impacting your community. Um, he comes into class. Our story that week was um, Moses goes up on the mountain and is talking with God. And the Israelites are down below and they make the golden calf. And... Moses comes down and he asks his brother, what happened? And I had never really observed this in this story, but Aaron lies to Moses. And so our life-wise quality for that story was truthfulness. So we talk about what, what does it mean to tell the truth? And at the end of class, I always pray at the beginning of class, but at the end of class, I felt compelled to take a minute to pray and ask God to help us tell the truth. So I did that, and I say amen, and I look up, and there's a student, a third grade boy in the back of the classroom, bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, oh no, what did I say? What did I do? And my volunteer was able to go up to him and, and follow through, hey, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And at first, he couldn't even speak because he was so emotional. But as he gathered himself, he looked at the volunteer and said, I just don't want to lie anymore. And to see a student have the spirit move in him, seeing him respond to that, that call to let's, let's obey God, let's be truthful, was so impactful. And then to just put icing on the top or the cherry on top, on the bus ride back, the volunteer says, are you sure you're okay? And he says, yeah, God is real. And so I just hope that you're encouraged of hearing these few stories. And I know Krista has a few to share with you as well. Hi. <laughs> I don't know if I can follow that. She's pretty awesome. Um, the thing that I love about the curriculum is that 
every single class period, and we get about 40 minutes with the kids, every single class period, we get to talk about Jesus and how Jesus died for us. Um, So we're in class, and it's usually the end of our lesson is when I get to share the gospel. One little boy didn't start until about a month in, so we have about four classes in, and the kids are understanding now that I usually talk about this as I as I'm teaching, he's sitting directly in front of me, and I begin to talk about how Jesus took our sin, and he died for us, and this kid's eyes, they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and when I finally finish, and I look at him, I said, have you ever heard that before, and he said, no, and his mouth is open, and his eyes are open, continue on for the rest of the school year. And as I'm teaching, I begin to leave some words out and allow the kids to fill in. And he is right on it. And he is now repeating and explaining what the gospel is. So you have a child who has never heard of this. And in a 20-minute class period, is able to now tell other people about it. So that was pretty awesome. And I apologize if I start to get a little teary because it isn't, you know, where else can I go and speak Jesus over a group of children in the middle of the day? So it's pretty awesome. Um, Another little story, uh, we start our class period with um, prayers and requests. And so we're praying and I open my eyes and there's this hand right in front of me and, yes, ma'am, can I help you? And why do you call Jesus your father? So my lesson for about the plagues that day kind of went off to the side, and we started to discuss why we call God our Father. And there's chatter in the room, and this hand shoots up in the back, and he goes, wait a minute, if Jesus is our, or if God is our Father, that makes us all brothers and sisters. And I was kind of like, ding, 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 you got it. And um, for the rest of the school year, he, All throughout the school year, even in class, he would call all the girls sis and all the the boys brother. And um, our volunteers said that that particular day as they were walking out of of LifeWise, he was holding the door. He goes, let me hold that door for you, brother. So, I mean, he's getting it. He's figuring it out. But I also want to bring up a student that I have um, the pleasure of having in my class, Mr. Kellen. So, Kellen, you are in second grade this year, right? So, last year was your first year at LifeWise. So, at LifeWise, after we pick you up and you're on the big red bus and you head into class, what is your most favorite part of LifeWise? How we play fun games and... We always had the same question before class. The same question, is that the what part of the Bible is true question? Yeah. Yeah. So what part of the Bible is true? All of it. All of it. And it's oftentimes when when I teach a lesson, I always tell you, go check and make sure I did it right, right? Go check the book and make sure that I did it right. So we also talk about um, character traits, right? So every one of our lessons have a character trait, like gratitude and responsibility and respect. So I'm going to ask you a question. I know your mom already asked you these questions, so you're ahead, right? Okay. 
So I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think going to LifeWise has changed you in any way? In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Could you give me one way? Can you think of one thing, one way that you have changed a little bit? No. No? <laughs> I talked to mom. She said that you told her you make good choices because you go to LifeWise. Yes. Is that right? Okay. So you make good choices. Are you excited for next year? Yeah. I am too. I'm really excited. Thank you for coming up here. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, we also have a teacher that um, you all know, Lindsay. She has a quick story about um, how it's impacting her classroom. Okay, that was not fair because I'm a crier. So I was like, oh, you didn't, they didn't know they were going to show that video. And I'm like running out of tissues over my pew. Lindsay, that's why I made them talk after the video and not me. That's that was why. rude. <laughs> um, anyway, I did want to share just a couple of quick things of... The way that uh, LifeWise impacted my kindergarten classroom. <laughs> this is why no one asks me to talk. Um, so uh, in our classroom, we do something called Mystery Bag, which is basically just glorified show and tell. I just try to zhuzh it up a little bit and make it more academic. But each week, we have a theme, and the kids each have their certain day. So I take my class of 20-some students, and I divide them into each day of the week. And that way, I have like four or five students share each day. So every week I give them a little theme, and that might be bring in something that starts with the letter B, bring in something that's white, so that theme kind of changes throughout the year. So as cliche as it is, in November we always bring in something that we're thankful for. And typically, this is their family, and it's just a fun way for them to bring in a picture of their family or share something that they like. Now sometimes it's a pet or sometimes it's their favorite toy, but not this year. So this year, I had several students. Um, I think I had seven or eight out of my 21 attending LifeWise, and that number pretty much was the same all year. Um, so by Wednesday, I've had 15 kids go, and the number one answer, <laughs> Jesus. And kids were bringing in things that they had made at vacation Bible school or things they had made at Sunday school, or this one boy didn't have anything, so he took a piece of paper, and he wrote J-E-S-U-S. And the things, he, his clues were, he loves me, he created me, he takes care of me. Pretty amazing. <laughs> um, the other thing that I wanted to share, and I apologize, because this will probably make me cry too, but just to show you how thankful we are for this program in a public school. Um, in the spring, I had a student that had been sick for several days with a high fever. And the student came back and we're sitting on the carpet and we're listening to the announcements. And so I'm just kind of listening, they're kind of whispering to themselves. And so this student is sitting there and the student attended LifeWise and the student right beside her also attended LifeWise. And we had already had our session with Miss Emily that day or that week. And we're sitting there, and he reaches over, and he taps her knee, and he goes, you're going to be okay. We prayed for you. <laughs> so just super neat to see. Um, I know as a parent, I had two kids that were able to attend LifeWise, and um, it was the only day that we were maybe on time to school, um, because that was the only thing that got my kids out of bed. 
And so I'm super grateful because now my fifth grader will be able to participate. So I'll have at least two days maybe where I can be on time to work. So thank you, LifeWise. <laughs> Sunzi. Anything else, you two? It's, it's truly a, uh, a blessing every day to, to go in and to um, just to see, you know, volunteers. Mr. Bob's in the room. Um, Greg in the back uh, is a LifeWise volunteer. And the reality is really, we need, probably need a, probably 15 more volunteers before the start of the school year, which... Um, the Lord will, will provide uh, if we do our diligence in, in, in asking. So he, that's, that's the ask. I mean, that's one way that, that you can get involved in that. Uh, we have a class schedule. I even put it up, up on. This is a, a real tangible way to, um, to be a part of it, to, to be on the front lines, hearing those stories and, and traveling with the, with the students and um, to and from class and to, be, to, to sit in. We are... We are Turning these kids into ambassadors. Christ is turning these kids into ambassadors as we, as we sow into them. Um, and just share the word, their convictions. They're, they're, it's just amazing to see what the Lord is doing um, when his people are faithful. And there are a lot of uh, unanswered big questions over this next year that, that I wanted to um, just kind of let you know about. Uh, oops. So really, it's, it's kind of a where we're going. And I, I had reached out to some of the other county, uh, some of the other schools in the, in the county to, sh- to share. Uh, Liberty Center, so last year, they, um, they ended up having uh, 210 kids, which was 60% of, of the uh, total enrollment for K through 4 last year. They had um, 60% of the kids at, at Liberty Center um, attended LifeWise. And again, Holgate had... Um, 65 students with K through four, and um, so it's just it's just a really cool thing. Holgate is is expanding into the fifth grade, and um, Liberty Center is is expanding all the way through sixth grade this next year. So we just anticipate those numbers going up for Napoleon. 270, what? You know? We're actually 349. Well, yeah. So this year we're at 349. Last year, 53% total enrollment with grades K through three. Yeah, 270, but yeah, this year so far is what? 345 or 345 kids already ready to go uh, for Napoleon this year. Um, Yeah. Um, But with the stories, I don't want to get bogged down with the numbers piece. These are are souls, right? And so um, that's my plea to you. Today, I just wanted to share with, with you where we're going. Volunteering is one way. Um, <clears throat> we have a Remind platform, and, and I'll speak for, as the Napoleon director for right now. Uh, Lane and Chelsea, raise your hands. So if you're uh, part of the Tenora district, school district, um, Lane and Chelsea are, are working on, on that. Uh, but um, anyways, for, to join our prayer team, if you just text at LWPrayer, to that number, 81010, um, you'll receive regular uh, text updates. And, and our kids share prayer requests. And they sh- they, there's some real things that are going on, and we're a church that believes in the power of prayer, right? And so this, we felt like, number one, bottom line, we need to be, sh- we need to be letting um, our community know the ways that they can be praying actively for these students, interceding on their behalf. 
uh, to our Lord. And so um, beyond that, um, more ways to partner. You can scan that QR code. Did you, everyone, did, did you get a, a little LifeWise uh, handout or whatever when you came in? If not, um, those have the four county uh, the four schools in our county, the districts on the back, the QR codes. So you just take your your phone and scan that. It gives you three options. You can um, volunteer, you can enroll your student or you or your son or daughter, or you can um, give financially. And um, the last piece is is the financial piece for us. Um, you know, for life for Napoleon, um, it's. $115,000. See, more students means more, more program expenses, right? So every year, we need to come up with $115,000 or $100,000 or so um, just, to, just in program expenses, um, operations uh, for, for our drivers. We have a big red bus that we, that we, we drive to and from the school to pick up. We meet at the First Baptist Church, so it's about a five-minute drive. Um, and then uh, for personnel costs and facilities and a number of different things. And um, at the end of the day, it takes money to make stuff happen. It does. We, can, we, we talk about all of these things, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we need to do that. And my prayer right now, and I'm going to be honest, and, you know, because I was convicted. I'm like, Ben, you've, you've been in ministry for 12 years now, going on 13. You're always asking people to serve and to give of their time. Time is a, a non-renewable resource in somebody's life. I said, why are you so afraid to ask for money, to believe that God will do this? Money is, people can make more money. It, that's not a big deal. It's like something that I, if, if I started this work, trust in me that I will in, in boldly ask. And so I'm gonna boldly ask. Everywhere that I go, um, my prayer is that at the very least, you would commit to sponsoring one student or two students, or three, or four, whatever that looks like, but my big prayer um, is to find some 10% givers that can, that can, they can write a $10,000 check, because some people have time, and some people, Pastor Chip talked about it a few weeks ago, in that Romans passage, some people just have, have the finances to be able to see this, and that is their gift, and they know that they've been given that, and so they're going to press into that, and, and my prayer is, um, for you to, to, to pray, continue to pray about the work that's being done at LifeWise. We are making ambassadors. Christ is making ambassadors. Um, I have this, I'll share a quick story. Uh, we had a family in our church over for dinner, and it's amazing the conversations from the classroom that are going back to the dinner table at home and how it's really moved the needle on parents and, and their walk and, and really challenging them to be in the word regularly because the kids are asking these just deep questions. So thanks for that. <laughs> but um, but uh, we had one class on Wednesday afternoon and we didn't have a certain level of enrollment so, and I didn't have a driver for the bus and uh, for that afternoon, so we were just kind of handling it with the with the, the Baptist Church has a as a smaller vehicle that anyone without a, you don't have to have a CDL to drive it. You just have to be certified. And so we would drive that. So there was one class throughout the week that didn't have that opportunity to ride the big red bus to and from class. And I and I told this. So she, you know, she's like, hey, she's like, everybody else gets to ride that red bus. Why can't I ride that? Why don't we get to ride that red bus? I said, actually, to be honest with you, it's because you know, you have eight coming from your class, and 
we didn't have a driver for that time, and so I was able to do it with a volunteer instead of our, one of our CDL drivers that can only drive the bus. And I said, I'll make you a deal. I said, if you bring, if you can get four more friends to come to your class, I'll have to do it. I, I'll have to figure it out. Um, and I think within t- that week, we, all the enrollments started coming in. And, and so that was a great problem to have, but we ended up having to, having to, to find a driver for that route in the afternoon on a Wednesday um, just because this girl wanted to ride it, and now her friends are coming to LifeWise. And so it's just, it's just cool. Uh, these kids aren't ashamed of the gospel. They aren't ashamed of it, and it's, it's such a blessing. And so for Napoleon, uh, we were K through three last year. We're going to fifth and sixth, or fourth and fifth this next year. Um, hope is to be in the sixth grade before too long um, and just keep moving up with these kids. But, um, you know, it starts, it starts in our Jerusalem, and that's what, that's what we've, we've been sharing today with the preschool all the way up. Um, generational change is happening and we're part of that. And our job is to sow seeds wherever you are, whether you're a teacher, a volunteer, whether you, uh, wherever you are in your workplace, you're sowing seeds. We're sharing Christ um, to our community. And so I would, um, I just ask if we can, if we can end, if you can just stand with me this morning. Romans 10, I want to end with this passage. Paul gets done addressing the Jews, and he starts going back and forth between Jews and Gentiles. He said that my heart's desire and my prayer to God is for them, is for their salvation. Above all else. And then he goes on a little further. So the word is near you, in your mouth, in your heart. You've seen this, you've heard it. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. Many of you know this, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. With the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. With the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. A little further he says, Whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how? How will they call on him whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without someone to teach or to preach? How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. We are those people. The body of Christ. The priesthood of all believers. We have all been sent. That if you profess in the name of Jesus Christ, so he sends you into your work, into your classroom, into your calling to be the light of Christ and to articulate, to build those relationships for the sake of bringing someone to Christ.
And so, Father, as your church today, Lord, move us. Move us to action. Sowing seeds, Lord. For we know that in time when we sow, you will bring the harvest. You will bring the transformation. We have our role, you do yours. And so, Lord, I pray we would live into that. Lord, that we would give when we we sense of our time, of our resources, of our talents, God. For the sake of your name. Lord, I pray over our preschool. Lord, I pray over LifeWise, all over the region, God. And Lord, I thank you that the name of Jesus is being proclaimed every day. And we're not doing it to church, kids. Lord, but we're doing that. And those that come from brokenness, who don't have a means to hear the gospel in any other way, who don't have parents that can bring them, who don't have whatever it is, God, that now they are able to hear that salvation is for you. Jesus loves you. This is your purpose. So by standing, we affirm the mission that you've called us to. That if we profess in the name of Jesus Christ, that our whole reason for living and being is focused now on you. In our going, making disciples. In our going, sharing the word. In our going, being a light, exemplifying the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We live this out, God, for the one who created us. We do this in Jesus' name. All God's people say amen. Amen. Go and be blessed today. Thanks for listening to this week's message from the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to join us each Sunday morning at 9 or 10.30 a.m. for weekly worship and community with other believers. For more information about upcoming events or ways you can connect, find us on Facebook or visit us at napnaz.org. Have a great week.